Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Hello, peeps. We're back on YouTube, finally, after 20 episodes of waiting, but we're here regardless. What's up, YouTube? What is up? Um, for those of you listening to us on Unhinged Sports Network, it is episode 86. We are here on t- of Time to BS Podcast. Mike is here. I am here. We're both in Bronco jerseys because who cares? Hey, it's the end of the season. I can rep who I want to rep. Yes, I know. I mean, I would pick the... I would have put on my Hawks jersey, but they're in the... But I, I got lazy, but... I got lazy. I decided to pick Denver, but who knows? Um, it's the end of the season. It's the end of the regular season for the NFL. Um, exciting time indeed. When the postseason is beginning this coming weekend, may the best team win. That's for sure, except for Mike and John. I think I'm more disappointed I would be of Denver than I think John would be of the Giants. I don't really expect the Giants to be really in the playoff race. I thought the the Giants would at least be competitive or or be, you know, somewhere in that division race. I thought Denver would be better. But the injury bug hit you hard. And I mean hard. It started from training camp and just practically didn't last until yesterday so yeah i will say this and to other bronco fans out there that's listening or watching or whatever um definitely don't give up on us if you're a true fan if you're a bandwagon get the fuck off our bandwagon. speaking of bandwagons um the college football playoff ended and the national <laughs> championship is soon mike my two least favorite teams in all of college football duking it out for the national title Introducing the 2020 Bandwagon Bowl. I mean, the national championship game. Well, if you're speaking bandwagon, you definitely got Alabama in the, in the correct bowl. Yes. Um, and Ohio State. The best teams, I really don't think they are. I just think it's very funny, and we go to this. And a lot. Of, I think I read actually a decent article. I'll have to find it and share it on Twitter. But um, it's actually a decent article that uh, a lot of people are starting to get to the point that sports is fixed. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, if you think about it. Really? It took this long? A team that nobody really thinks thought should have been in. It took this long for people to realize that. And first, 
And on top of that, should have even been in the Big Ten championship game because, you know, according to the Big Ten commissioner, they told Wisconsin that, well, you got – you didn't reach the minimum. Well, neither did Ohio State. But, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, no, I think the I think it's uh, it's starting to it's starting to really really get to that at this point. At you ju- you just point. noticed that you just noticed that now. I, I mean, d- WWE's sure been doing this for years. Well, absolutely. No, I, think <laughs> it just it. I think it just sealed sealed what kind of thought because again, you know, Alabama, whatever, Ohio State, really, you picked a team that nobody said should have been in there, and they happened to go in. And, and oh look, Ohio State! Them. Look at them, Ohio Ohio State. This oh, they're such a good program, beating up on Clemson. Nah, screw hey, let's Clemson. Let's be honest. The, the, the hit, and I'm not for sure who the linebacker was. It's not even. It's not even about the, the hit. The it's not even about the wasn't hit. Wasn't even targeting. Hold on. It's not even about the. It's not even about the hit. It's about the game. College football well, is college football too. is stroking themselves off right now because oh. We have the two. We have our two most marketable teams in all of college football, or two of two of the four most marketable teams in all of college football, and the two most favorable conferences in all of college football. There we go. Ohio State and Alabama, and Alabama is our New England Patriots, or soon to be the oh, Kansas State Chiefs. Please retire, Nick. Please retire. In his contract, I don't see that happening, man. Uh, and no, I mean, you know, here's why I okay. Congrats to both of them for a great season, but I hope Alabama just beats the you know what out of them. I can't respect college football. I can't. I refuse to, because people say, "Oh, college football is so much better than the NFL." Really? Watch the playoff. The playoff is the same four teams every year, except for twice. Mm-hmm. And that was what? Oregon, who made the national championship. Uh, Michigan State made the final four and shouldn't have been in. Michigan but... State made the final four, but good for them. But but still. Um, I just... Uh, man, oh man, oh man. College, in order to them to get... To get back this year alone, they're gonna have to expand. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that this year alone, most definitely proves they they have to expand the playoff. You have to. You have to at this point. Well, you got to because this year, I'm not gonna sit there and say the 2021 season gonna be better. I don't know. We can't. You know, we may not. We may have a complete season. We may have a half a season. I really don't know what's gonna look like in August. But as long as Oklahoma does well. They're going to have to expand. As long as Oklahoma it. does well, that's all you care about. <laughs> hey, we make the Big 12, and I get that. But, yeah. nah, they got they need to expand. At least try You have to. I recommend going to 8. But you have to go to 8 at this point. Because well, you got, yeah, Oklahoma you was, what, 6? And yeah, was, they're one of the hottest teams in the nation. And it was five. I think Cincinnati, Cincinnati seven. was seven, and who and Florida was eight. Yeah, Florida was eight. Um, Florida was seven. Georgia was eight. Cincinnati was nine, or something like that. But but 
You have to expand at this fucking point. You just have to. There's no other way around at this point. I hope they do it. I hope they do it. I think you have to. How do I do this? How do I do this? I'm just... I'm trying to figure out how to do this on Skype where you can get my screen. You know how on Skype there's just a big face of you and then there's me in the top corner? I'm trying to figure out how to split the computer screen in half. How to do that. Without going on the Zoom. Ah, uh, Zoom. Ah, wonderful Zoom. People think, oh, Zoom is so easy. Yeah, if you're using it every... If you're using it every day. Second every day. Exactly. But... Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of... Eight ep- ep- <laughs> I can't speak today. Christmas. Did you just turn into a chicken for three seconds? I did. Did you not know that? <laughs> what? The f- stop, man. Stop. My head is already hurting. Don't do that to me now. I'll tell you the story after we're, after we're done recording. But oh man, are you excited for the playoffs or what? I'm actually excited for the playoffs. I'm definitely ready oh. for the playoffs. Oh, I'm so pumped. So pumped. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I I honestly cannot wait. But so we have uh we have a very tight knit network here on Unhinged Sports Network. Oh, for those of you on YouTube who have been keeping track with us on YouTube, we have joined a podcast network called Unhinged Sports Network uh, for the last 10 plus episodes uh, 16 episodes but regardless um, we have a little thing that we that we uh, we're, we're gonna try and do so our friends who are on Unhinged Sports Network far into the, the far end of the bench podcast uh, I think it was Jimmy who did play by play so I might as well get this all out of. I think Nico was there, but Jimmy, I think. Did yeah, that. Jimmy was doing it. Jimmy and Nico, Jimmy and Nico are far under the bench. Uh, I think Jimmy was doing play-by-play of the of the Nuggets Timberwolves game a couple nights ago. So, uh, I might as well get this all off, off the bat. I'm gonna at least attempt, attempt, to do this. But one of the things I try and uh have some fun with uh, my spare time is watch games on mute and try to do my own version of play-by-play which sounds stupid which sounds stupid but um i tend to think of myself as a more high-pitched version of kevin harland or if you want or, or what was that call with uh, arkansas houdini's in the house wearing number three and nobody's here to watch that house who who does that play by play call for ESPN? Who does that? But regardless, um, I think you know exactly what I'm trying to, to get here. So we have it. We so there is this there is an app called Colorcast, which you can listen to people doing their own version of play by play of certain games. It's a ra- it's like a radio broadcast. So. Guess who's doing the Seahawks Rams playoff game? 
I'm gonna listen to you. This guy. I'm curious to see how I'm gonna sound. That's the thing because I'm trying to. Kinda, I'm trying to. What? I want to see you do the entire game, <laughs> and then see if your fan side gets takes over your commentator side for that split. My side. fan side is gonna take over. The difficult part is, is that it's a division. It's a division rival, um, and it's a, it's a. Oh God! It's it's a playoff game, but it's also a division rival of the Los Angeles Rams. That I'm gonna have to do a play-by-play call. If I'm gonna have to do like a Steve Rabel thing, who who calls the Seahawks games for their own radio station over on uh, Fox and Pacific Northwest, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do that. But at the same time, I think. Oh God, I can't remember who did. Kevin Harlan, I think, did the Chiefs broadcast. Kevin Harlan was doing a lot of Chiefs. Kevin games. Harlan did the Chiefs games for in the nineties and the in the eighties and nineties for the Especially longest time. CBS. Yeah, he and, then, and now he's on CBS and TNT called NBA and NFL games. But yeah. beside the point. So yeah, I'm gonna at least try and do this. Um, I'm gonna see how it's gonna go, but I'm gonna see if I. Uh, and another individual can join me, please. I pray to God. But if not, you'll hear me on Colorcast, four forty Eastern Time or four o'clock Eastern Time, between the Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I'm gonna see if I can get that live streamed on. Uh, does Colorcast do? Is Colorcast on, on the computer also? You know, I don't know. I just downloaded the app last night. Um, they happen to follow me on Twitter, so yeah, they follow us on Twitter. They followed us on Twitter, so. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if they're just strictly an app or if they're just, stri- or they can do both. I haven't. I'll be honest with you. I haven't looked much, much into it just yet because yesterday and today was busy. But I'm definitely going to. And. Um, but um, like I'm scrolling through the app right now, it's a pretty interesting. It is cool. It's really cool. It's, a... it's cool how they can do that. But uh, what a, a little history of uh, before before I had the idea of going podcasting. Uh, one of the things I want, or what I do now, is for work. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do was get into radio. And whether it was uh, commentating sports, sports talk radio, or just regular talk radio, I was I wanted to get into radio, and then eventually it got to podcasting, and here we are. So, uh, yeah, one of the things I like to do on the side is uh, is practice, you know, my commentating skills and uh, listen to games on mute or with no commentating. It's just the crowd, which exists apparently. And see how I can do. And it's not bad. I'm not going to do it now because we're recording a podcast. Duh. <laughs> but maybe if you, uh, maybe if you tune in on front, maybe you tune on Saturday, you'll get to hear, you'll get to hear me do some play by play commentating of the Seahawks and Rams playoff game. Uh, if you're into, if you're into that kind of stuff, but, uh, I'll definitely listen. Oh, it'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. We should, uh, I'll tell the unhinged guys I'll be doing it. So, this will be fun. All right. Uh, let's transition segments over to 
the next part of our show. It's time to BS. Just classic fucking, you start on the top, I start on the bottom wrestling. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I personally would want to be on the bottom if it's Scott Steiner. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. So much editing to do, bro. (laughs) A U Stadium podcast. Hey, Zach, what's up? Hey man, doing, <laughs> oh man! Oh, the best part about doing this podcast is everything that happens before recording. So we're doing something differently. You can finally see me on those on YouTube. Uh, I did part one with Mike already, and on Skype, and now we're doing this on Zoom. So we're trying this out, seeing how this goes. Uh, joining me. Uh, is Zach Kleiman of the Great Iron Gallery, fellow Unhinged Sports Network brethren. What's up, dude? Good to see you, Dan. Happy to be on, man. We've been recording this for a little bit, haven't we? Oh, my God. It's been two minutes already. I feel like I want to strangle something. (laughs) I hate technology sometimes. Here I am, sitting here in a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey from the 90s. I'm going to move my camera. Yeah, it's yeah, but, uh, that's Mark Brunel, ain't it? Yeah, it's the Mark Brunel jersey I have. But I would have picked I would have picked Chicago, but but uh, it's all good. All good. Completely forgot. But anyway, playoff time. NFL playoffs are here. Thank God we have finally made it. And your Bears are in. My Hawks are in. Yeah, yeah. Your your bears are in despite losing to the Packers and costing me the one seed. <laughs> well, yeah, no joke about that. Look, I I'm gonna tell you straight up, I'm I'm as uh, blah about them making a seven seed as I could ever imagine. Backing into the playoffs and you know being able to this year take advantage of the first ever seven seed for the NFL playoffs doesn't doesn't really uh, doesn't resonate well for me, but. You know they're in, so I, I can't be disappointed completely. No, they're in, which is which is good because th- the last few games down the stretch, Trubisky was playing as well as as he's ever played, which you need because you yes. you don't want to draft another quarterback. You you or unless you want to draft another quarterback instead of staying with Trubisky or go back to Foles. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're fair, Dan. Look. I think the Bears still draft a quarterback anyway, but the playoff berth actually complicates things, I think, for Chicago because this is another another example of evaluation for Trubisky. Even though we've gotten three-plus years of him under center, uh, I, I think either way something needs to change in the offseason. Mitch will probably get another year contract. I'm just going to be, in my honest opinion, he probably like franchise him a year, but they have to draft someone. No, you, you have to go into the into the offseason doing this. At least Nick Foles moves on. I they have an out with him, but you have to at least if you have a chance, probably in the second round, when you can get someone that won't be too expensive or you don't have to trade up for or feel like you lost value on. I think that's what you can do. Uh, no later in the third round, get somebody that at least competes with the, with Mitch. Well, that's the Next. thing because I've been keeping a close eye on this quarterback class, and it's deep as hell. You have mm-hmm. your three rounds. Your three rounds deep with with quarterback town, which rarely happens. Um, every now and then you get that, but you could potentially have five or six quarterbacks go in the first round alone, from Lawrence and Fields are the two obvious ones. 
going potentially one and two. Then you have Zach Wilson, Trey Nance is the other one, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones. You have six QBs that could that could go in the first round. And wherever Chicago does pick in the first round, I think wherever Trask or Jones falls, that's a pretty attractive spot. Especially if Jones does end up winning the Heisman Trophy. But better go to Devontae Smith because then it's going to be just best quarterback of the year award. Yeah, no kidding. And actually, it's funny you mentioned that just before we started recording here, Devontae Smith was announced as the Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, how about that? So, that's awesome. That receiver, that's, 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 that's good. Thank I'm, you. I'm happy about that. There is a football god after all. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Someone doesn't always just go defer to QB. That's nice. But look, you mentioned Mac Jones. That's somebody I'm looking out for. I, I love him. I love yeah. him. If you're talking a guy that you aren't going to risk too much, and considering Chicago is now backing themselves all the way back in the much farther back in the draft than they originally were projected, you know, at least 18th off the top of my head, you know, that's somebody I think that's a decent range. I don't feel you're reaching too somewhere much. Somewhere in the 20s range, yeah, because mm-hmm. somewhere in the 20s. But Trask is going to Trask is going to fall. I think Jones is going to be somewhere in that range. I mean, Trask is good, but he's he's a raw talent. And the same thing with I mean, Jones is at the benefit of those receivers. And Alabama doesn't particularly produce quarterbacks that well. But we're getting off track here. Playoffs. <laughs> Chicago is in the playoffs. They are going to New Orleans to play the Saints and the number two seeded Saints in the Bayou. The Seahawks play the Rams, which uh, for those who are listening on Unhinged Sports Network, you get to hear me do play-by-play on Colorcast. Of the Hawks and Rams game. So uh, I don't know if it's just going to be me or if it's going to be someone else joining me also. But it's I'll be doing play-by-play on color, on color cast of the Seahawks-Rams pl- playoff game. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that should be a blast. I, I've been looking into that you know, ever since like uh, yeah, Jimmy and Nico did that for the Denver Nuggets too. Yeah, that was cool. And, yeah, I mean, that, it was awesome. I... The only downside for me, I'm an Android guy, so I really, yeah. need, <laughs> I really need to get an Android app. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, look, look I'll, I'll tell you about the Bears Saints. It's the real things it comes down to is really, surprisingly, what does Chicago do on defense? This back half of the season, we're talking weeks 12 through 17, they have been, I would say, subpar in mm-hmm. compared to recent years. It's not the 2018 Chicago Bears. No, no. It definitely is not the 2019 Chicago Bears either. Uh, I know we argue about PFF scores and grades, but the only Chicago Bears player that hit above an 80% was Khalil Mack, and he was 92 rank. Everyone else was below 80%. Eddie Jackson was graded at a 59. Which says a lot, though, considering how much they paid him. Yes. Well, him, Kyle Fuller's a 64 uh, Roquan Smith, which I, I don't agree with this grade, and they gave him a 67. I, You know what? He's played out of his mind. He missed out on a Pro Bowl and all pro selection. But the defense has to step up. And yeah. Alvin Kamara's status is iffy. But Latavius Murray is going to be playing. Yeah. And that knows how to run the ball still. Was a starting back at one point. So you yeah. can't doubt him either. And over on Seattle's side, uh, their defense has played outstanding. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's Considering where they were to start the first 10 games of the year, they were on pace to give up the most yards in NFL history at one for an entire season. Put in perspective, this team, for a three-year stretch, was as good on defense as anyone in 50 years. 
and then they just turned to shit. And I was ready to fire everyone. I was ready to fire everyone. You're ready to get get rid of Pete Carroll. Huh? Oh my god, I, I, Pete Carroll drives me nuts. But beside the point, Los Angeles' defense has played great as well. They're top, they're third in total defense, or the number one ranked defense. They're somewhere in the top three. Mm-hmm. Seattle's defense has played out amazing for the last few games. Going and just oh, I'm I'm a loss of words because. From the start of the season, I had lost... Okay, they're going to have to outscore everyone by 40 points. Russ is going to have to score 40. The defense is going to give a 35. But they're, they were 5-0 to start the year and then fell off a cliff a little bit. But here they are, the num- number 3 seed in the NFC. And th- I'm not going to say this is their shot because historically they do not play well in Green Bay at all. Yeah. At all. And if they do win against the Rams, they're going to have to go to either New Orleans or Green Bay for the second round. And I don't trust Green Bay, but Green Bay will torch us. Green Bay is going to torch us. How do you think I feel? Yeah. Oh, my God. You After, after last week, and you, you talk about a few weeks ago prior to that, which is even worse. Oh, man. Surprisingly. But, man, I... I think for Seattle, for you guys, you know, you're catching the Rams at a good time. Yeah, they have, you know, they've had to play them twice this year. They're a top five defense in the NFL, but, you know, there's no status on Jared Goff, and John Wolford is raw. I say he, he's serviceable. He was serviceable yeah. last week. I, I don't, I don't think you can get him burned. And I think I also should add in for the defensive side, you know, Jamal Adams injury last week. He's a game day decision last I checked, so. If you just get through this first wild card round, if Adams had to say rest, it would be best to get him back in the divisional. And Neil is not that, and, and Ryan Neal is not that bad of a backup safety. It w- I would have been felt a lot better had Marquise Blair uh, still been healthy for the whole year, but ACL tear in week two. Um, it, it's going to be interesting on Adams' health because they need him. They need him. I wasn't big on the trade when it first happened. I grew to love it, especially because that dude is a game changer. He's a game changer, and I saw him over it with when he was with the Jets here in New York, and he was everywhere. He was everywhere, and he reminded me of Sean Taylor when he when he was in his 06 Pro Bowl season. He reminds me of Sean Taylor a little bit. That's a bit of a high stretch considering. Sean Taylor, had he still been with us, could have gone down as one of the all-time great safeties ever. And Jamal Adams is Jamal Adams. But the pass rush has been getting a lot better. The, the linebackers have been playing out of their mind. Jordan Brooks, first-round pick, Texas Tech, he's played out of his mind. Bobby Wagner's playing out of his mind. K.J. Wright, out of his mind. And the secondary, that left corner spot, Opposite of Shaquille Griffin, DJ Reed coming from waivers from the Niners earlier in the year, coming off injured reserve, filling in for Dunbar, who has been torched consistently. Trey Flowers has been mad to say the least, and Reed's been holding up. Reed has been holding up great, and Quandre Diggs in the free safety spot, he's been holding up also. Five picks on the year, and Hugo Amadi loved that pick out of Oregon. 
loved it. And he's been playing awesome in the nickel pos- in the nickels position. He's been playing great. But if they want to beat LA, they're going to have to obviously keep the Rams offense contained. They have to keep him contained. Cup is expected to play. Cooper Cup. Robert Woods is, is also expected to play. Both those two are going to play. Jefferson, Reynolds, they're good. Everett, Higby, they have to contain those guys. Because any quarterback, Mark Sanchez including, could could throw for 400 yards with those weapons. Anyone could. Well, I, I have to ask you this, though. You're talking offense. Um, can we get some consistency from from the Russell Wilson-led side of the ball? Here's... Because in that his defense, a surprising downfall. In his defense, San Francisco's defense is still good. The Rams' defense is obviously great. True. Washington is no scrub. True. And they played the Jets. True. So, <laughs> so I don't. I'm not buying the slump of the last three games. I'm not buying it one second. And the Giants even had a great game plan: keep Russ off the field. Keep Russ off the field and rush him. And if the Rams can do that, they have a shot. They have a shot of being the Hawks in Seattle in the playoffs, which never happens. Yeah, I. That's the only the only thing I. That's the only question I have for a longer run because we were all talking about let Russ cook this year. Uh, it's not been consistent on the back half of the season, which is why. And I, you know, it's great points because. I would say the last the last three games in particular have been some of the tougher defenses in the NFL, mm-hmm. like their season wise. So I get that, you know. And I mean Robert Salif, for crying out loud, is a coaching candidate for his defensive skills as a defensive coordinator. So, you know, kudos to him with the team that he's been given and the injuries he's been yeah. given all season. So I, I think Seattle can make a run, uh and I think at least for me, if you're talking Jamal Adams, this is perfect storm for him getting healthy. I want to ask. I actually want to ask you this. It's not like I'm trying to take over here. No, go for it, man. I, I I hear about this Church of Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> How's the church doing lately? Yes, they're in the rewards right now, ain't it? <laughs> I'm glad you actually know that. I'm glad you. I was I was afraid that there wouldn't be like a following going around, but yes, yes word. there is a jo- it is an inside joke that we have here on the pod um, called the Church of Josh Allen. We have a couple guys who are built who are diehard Bills fans, and they love Josh. They love Josh Allen, and like th- this whole thing started, I think, last year, and it just it caught fire, and the joke, had, and it was a continuous joke, and I even you see my Josh Allen jersey that I have, and ah, yes. uh, it's it's hysterical. But I even tried to contact the Bills Twitter page. And you'd be like, custom jersey, Church of Josh Allen. <laughs> but that whole thing, the origin of that of that joke comes in a hockey reference uh, from Canucks Twitter uh, over Vancouver called the Church of Pedersen, which is a great Twitter follow. <laughs> and they they love they love us. And they after Elias Pedersen, they're they're all star forward. First round draft pick, Calder Trophy winner, and th- they have merchandise. They have keychains. They have suits. It's like 
they're all for it. Like, we won't go that far, but I figured, ah, oh, Church of Josh Allen, let's see how this goes. So, that's the origin story of the Church of Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to get that little run through. I've been, I've been yeah. thinking about it. About it. Yeah. Know, I, I like, I, I'm just saying, if you're, you're talking about a perfect time for them to reap in followers. Here we go. Bring it. Well, my, my Super Bowl prediction was Bill Seahawks that, from the start of the season. Yeah, that'd be a great year. I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a great matchup. Um, they played each other before. I don't. We got torched, but rightfully so. And Russ could not get anything going until the second half, as per usual. But I think it'd be a great matchup, and I I think fans are allowed in Tampa for the I, Super Bowl. Yeah, they're doing they're doing limited capacity, but I don't remember the percentage. I think it's like 70% capacity. I'm not 100% sure with that, but uh, some money. we got four games to pick, so let's go ahead and pick them, shall we, my friend? So, let's do this. Uh, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks are four-point are four point favorites in Seattle. I'm going to take the Hawks. No bias aside, but I just... All depends if Goff does play. If Goff plays, this will be close. And this could potentially be an overtime game. That's how close it can be. But I'm going to go with Hawks. 26-19. to 19. I'm, I'm taking Seattle. And they'll go on to the divisional route. Yeah, and I, I, I am also taking Seattle. Reason being, as we've mentioned in our conversation so far, the defense has heavily improved back half of the season. This is a different Seattle Seahawks team than we saw at the beginning of the year. They're not just relying on Russell Wilson and DJ Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. You know, it's more well-balanced, even though I just critiqued the offense for its second-half play. Well, you did. This is a more, it's a more well-rounded team, Dan. And I, I would say that, you know, with or without Jared Goff, I think the Rams have a few things they need to figure themselves out going into this offseason. I don't think they'll move on. Um, I think their last matchup in Week 16 – really uh, showed to me that I think the Seahawks have the better, have more of the edge and finally have the roster clicking in all of the spots mm-hmm. needed. Give me the Hawks probably by, I would say at least three points, just probably a three point game. This is going to be tight. Oh, it'll be tight. Been really good contest. Oh so yeah. I'd say keep it another one, another uh, one, another good match to look out for this wild card weekend. All right. Next up, Indianapolis, the Colts and Phillip rivers and his 12 kids go to Buffalo. And take on Josh and the Church of Josh Allen, and then Buffalo Bills. The Bills are six and a half point favorites in Buffalo, and fans will be in Buffalo. That's right. So I'm taking the Bills, and Josh Allen—he just put 56 alone on the Miami Dolphins, and that's a good defense in Miami. So I'm not going to say this won't be close, but this will at least be a 10 point. Margin. Uh, Philip Rivers notoriously has not been great in the playoffs throughout his career. Has not been great throughout his career. And it all starts with 2006. He had it, then he didn't have it. But I'm going to take the Bills. I'm taking Buffalo 34 20 over the Colts. 34 20, eh? Well, I'm taking the Bills, too, and mainly for momentum. I look for teams coming into the playoffs that have the most momentum or the most juice, juices flowing for them going into your first round of games. I would say the Bills are probably the staple right now in the NFL. 
to this point. I mean, putting up 56, and you're mentioning Josh Allen. I mean, he lit it up in the first half. Matt Barkley was They rest their starters in the second half, the entirety of the second half, and they still put up points. It was a week three preseason game at that point. Yeah. They were still lighting up Toto Tagla-Viola. You had Matt Barkley, like I said, scoring at will, too. Yeah. Uh, Josh Norman had a pick six. Where did he come from? Where's Josh Norman? Where's this Josh Norman been throughout his career? You know, oh, my God. You, you always forget about Tredavious White. He talked all that trash in Carolina for one good year, and then he has been, oh, this is what happens when you talk all that trash and you can't back it up. Yeah, and you're out on the uh, Washington uh, Washington roster for a few years, too. But he got the money, though. So he has money, so good for him. Good for him. And now, now it's all about going for that, going for that uh, illustrious Lombardi trophy that he missed out on in Carolina. So, I, I mean, this is a great start to them. I think... The deal for the Colts, it's in Buffalo. I think you're going to get Buffalo fans, as much as only 6,700 in there, they're going to be rocking it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Phillip Rivers, you know, not the same Rivers we're used to. And the Colts' defense will be the X factor, I think, is how much can they're you good. slow down. Yeah, they're good. This is a good unit. No, they're good. It's the best unit in Indianapolis. Um, and for the Bills, if we're talking their weakness defensively, they have been weak at times against the run. Jonathan Taylor getting better as the yeah. season goes on. So how much can you contain him? Because mm-hmm. you got lockdown corners on the outsides to contain Tay Hilton and Zach Pascal. So, you know, give me give me the Bills. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably give them by a score of at least two. Um, I'm gonna say this is a 31 to 24 victory for the Bills out there at New Era Field. All right, your Bears will go to New Orleans next up. Uh, yeah. The Saints are 10-point favorites over the Bears. So, mm. uh, I, I don't know how to... It just 10-point favorites? Uh, that's that's not even about. that. It's the fact that, okay, I get it's New Orleans. I get they're one of the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. But there's a part of me that says, how much can you trust Drew Brees? I never thought I would say that in my life. But we're up to that point where he could potentially retire after this game. And Hall of Famer, for sure. But there is a question you ask yourself. How much can you trust Drew Brees? Uh, How much do I trust him? I think just enough. (laughs) Uh, You're just right there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, after last week, I I know it was only against Carolina, but... They still, still, saw, they put up a solid offensive production. Remembering this too, no Alvin Kamara and no Michael Thomas either. Now Thomas has been, he's been kind of on and off with injuries all year, but they're going to get him back. Kamara is iffy for the start, but as we've talked about, you get Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Murray is a consistent running yeah. back, a former starting running back with the yeah. Raiders. You know, complimentary piece, of course, when he was with the Vikings. I mean, I think you can handle Chicago, and Chicago's been weak on defense these last several weeks. It's surprising to me. Yeah, and if you get hot Trubisky, this will be close. It could be. It could be close because you have you have good receivers with um, with Anthony Miller, obviously Allen Robinson, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet. You got a great, a really good back in Montgomery. Decent offensive line, but that Saints pass rush is brutal. They will come after you. They will come after you hard. And the secondary is no joke also. But I'm going to take the Saints, but I'm going to make it stupid close. Two points. 
Wow. All right. Um, 26-24 in favor of the Saints. Dan, I'm glad you have more faith in my team than I have in my own team. <laughs> I, uh, I do not. And look, part of it's I just um, di- I am just so disinterested at how the Bears' season's gone and that it's relied on this seventh seed to be happy about a playoff berth. And I, whatever you want to say about it, I'm fine that they added it, but Chicago to me is not a playoff caliber team. So just putting that out there. They did play him to overtime last time with Nick Foles, so that is th- a thing that is consistent with this. But I'm going to say this is at least a 10 point loss. Give me, give me a, uh, give me a, tw- give me a 28 to 17 loss for Oof. Chicago. New Orleans wins in the Superdome. Uh, oh boy! Continue on. I don't know if he gets the monkey off his back from the last several years of losing in tragic scenarios, but I just don't see it. The Bears' best way to win will be that they find somehow a pass rush that they've been missing. Yeah. And that they also play the same game that they tried to play against Green Bay, which was keep away until the gates from the flood dam broke open. Yes, that's, yeah. Uh, as we're recording this, by the way, uh, the Texans have hired Nick Casario as their general manager. No kidding. Yeah, just just broke about two seconds ago. Okay, well then. Thank you to our friends at U Stadium for... Supply for supplying me with that. <laughs> We're getting this. Say, getting the off season underway, man. Thank Black God. Monday was way in the past. Now. All right, this one's a tricky one because of the recent COVID outbreak that happened in Cleveland. But the Browns are in their first playoff game since 2002, ironically against their last opponent in said playoff game, Pittsburgh, on the road in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are. I don't know how this is possible, but they're six point favorites against the Browns. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to view this because I don't know how to pick this because I like Pittsburgh. My dad's a Steeler fan. Okay, part of me wants to pick the Steelers for this game, but also part of me says you lost to Washington. True, that's gonna haunt you. And the Browns can ball. And Baker has been balling, even without Odell Beckham, which he could be traded or cut this offseason. Yeah. You have uh, to at this point. I, I I mean, you look at the evidence there. I think the offense runs much better without yeah. Odell. You know, Landry, I think, has been friendlier to Baker. And, and, and you got to credit Kevin Stefanski for the run. Oh, he's been a great hire. Yeah, it's run first, pass second. That's how it should be with Baker Mayfield anyway. And with uh, Ross. As, as we've seen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, you know what? Speaking of Stefanski, that's what's going to be the killer is he's not going to be out. He's out. Yeah. He, you're you're going to have uh, the special teams coordinator. I'm going to space on a name at the moment until I find it. But all I'm going to say is that I hope that game plan is good enough and that you can just execute enough on the coaching end. Defensively, but... if they can get after if they can get after Ben and hold the running game to under under 100 yards and just force Ben to throw, because you've seen with the Steelers' four losses, they have four teams have been forcing Ben to throw, which yes. you can't do. Which the Steelers cannot let that happen, and the Browns defensively they can do that. It mm-hmm. made. They may not seem like it, but they can do it. So, right. I'm going to take the upset. Ooh, I'm going to go with the Browns here. 
I'm gonna think that I'm I think the Browns get their first playoff win since the mid nineties, I think. It was ninety five. Yeah. It was back in Belichick. Yeah, but Belichick was the coach in ninety four. Yeah, it was ninety four. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna get their first playoff win. And I'm going to take the Browns in overtime, 20-17, to 17, over the Steel City. All right. I, I'm kind of surprised about that. I was actually going to ask you before you even gave your prediction, because, you know, last week they weren't starting the main guys for the Steelers. It was a two-point win. Yeah. So that's the only thing that holds me back is yeah. you're putting them at full strength now. Which, at this point um, in Ben's career, he's the same as Mason Rudolph. No disrespect. I love Ben. <laughs> Hall of Famer. But, at this point, ye, they're they're kind of the same quarterback. You better clip that one and post it on Twitter so we get some takes. Oh, back. I'm going to do that. Oh, you bet I am. That needs that to be out there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to see what I can do here about that. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I mean, he... Ben is definitely, I would say he's lost a step this season. I won't say definitely. Oh, yeah, he has. Here's that way, and you definitely need to have James Conner or whoever's back in the back. Snell or Edmonds. Or, or, you know, just stop having Juju Smith-Schuster dance on logos and create a curse on TikTok or something like that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know everything behind that. He is one of the TikTok. many reasons why I hate TikTok. He's one of the many reasons why I can't stand that stupid app. Yeah. You know, you know what's sad is I'm going to probably have to use that app to promote my podcast. <laughs> That's the tragedy, I use stupid Snapchat. But, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers handle the Browns' pass rush with, obviously, Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, Ogie Joby, Olivier Vernon is now out with, with for the playoffs with the torn Achilles. Yep. But still... If they can get after Ben, if they can stop the run and contain those receivers, they got a shot. And they can, and they, yeah, I can't speak today. They can do it. I think the Browns can do it. I'm going to do this as a more of a prove it deal, um, only because I haven't seen them beat a fully stacked Pittsburgh Steelers offense and and defense. But I remember T.J. Watt also sat out this game as well. So that is a that is definitely a presence of the sack leader in the NFL. That is not across from you. Um, I'm going to say that it ends in regular time, no OT involved. Um, but the Browns make it closer in their first time they played at full strength against them early in the season. Give me a, ooh, give me a 27-20 Pittsburgh win over the right. Browns. They they get back to the postseason, but I think they realize that they're still consistency wise just a half a tier below. Where they need to be. They need another good offseason before you can say, oh, they can contend for not only the division, but potentially a few playoff wins. They need another good offseason. And I think you go in next year for them. Don't even bother with trying to do it where it's you're approaching where it's OBJ and Landry power this offense. Do the same thing you're doing with Stepanski right now next year. Run first, pass second, go into the offseason knowing that's your mentality. And let Baker develop doing that because Baker's been better. He has the second of the year, and I I believe in him being the starter now. Compared to the beginning of the season, I now believe he is definitely going to be the consistent presence in Cleveland. Oh, that's so heartwarming. The 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 twenty six quarterback jersey that the Browns consistently wear since the since Tim Couch. How that feels great! Finally, it feels great to. I'm happy for Browns fans. I really am. Yeah. I, I I feel good now. I 
now I hope that some of that magic rubs off on me and my Bears fans. <laughs> so just stop, you know, dancing. Says Jim McMahon. I know, I know. I, I kind of personally, Dan, I wish that we were even close enough to get Zach Wilson because Wilson wears the whole head bandana or head. Oh, bandana that's thing, right. Just like Jim McMahon. Oh. And I get like vibes from that and I'm going, man, if we were just high enough in the draft, I didn't have to give You could trade up. Trade up. No, and he's from and he's and he plays from BYU. Hey. Stars just align that way. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> be great. I wish. I wish. Please. Please. That'd be great. I, I love Chicago. I I love I like Bears fans. I get along with Bears fans more than I do Eagles fans or sometimes my own fan base. That's but fair. hockey was my first love. I'm an Islander fan till I die, but I also root for the Jets to combat the Seahawks. So, that's my life. <laughs> that is my life. That's my life as a fan. I cannot win as a fan. But it is what it is, my man. Uh, dude, thanks for coming on, bro. We, we got to get you back on again soon, you know? No problem. Oh, good luck. We, we, we took so long getting this together just from missing, you know, just missing interviewing dates. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. That so alone. Got something to line up. Uh, we're going to transition segments real quick. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to us. It's time to BS. Grace! Uh, still struggling? Shop. <laughs> A U Stadium podcast. Hey, John. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, hockey talk. The NHL season is upon us, my friend. I am excited. Ooh, there's Dude, light here. Me too. Oh, man. We get to I see... I love the new divisions. Oh! Because we're going to be playing the same team. We're playing each... We're Islands or Rangers for eight times in, in a season. Yeah. Yes! Yeah, should be. Best rivalry in hockey. Rangers, Flyers. Oh, so fucking good. I can't Island wait, man. Penguins. I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait. We got Islanders Penguins eight times. Oh, so good. Yes, it tickles my insides. I fucking love it. But we got a yeah. But we have we have a ton of hockey to get to. But we'll save that for our NHL preview special that we're gonna be doing on a. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so we're doing it tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, so we have Mike who's who's doing it. Alt the Alter Predator who's going to be doing it. But since you since you guys, the audience, are listening to to this on a Friday, you get to see it yesterday. <laughs> Technically speaking, if you were to go by the laws of time travel and shit like that, but uh, the rules of time travel do, however, state that you can't fuck with the past as you will fuck with the future. Uh, family got covered that too many times. Oh, boy. If I were to fuck with the past, what would happen? What would you do to fuck uh, with the past? How would you fuck the past up in your in your sports life? What would you change? I would fucking change um, the... 2015 Rangers when Zuccarello and McDonough both got hurt in the playoffs. Oh, that was uh, the Lightning series, right? 
Yeah, we lost we lost one in the Penguin series and one in the Capital series. Oh, that killed that team. Yeah, that killed that because that was your that was it was super defense. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And those are two of our top offense. That was our top offensive and top defensive player. Yeah, and what sucks is. Damn, it's incredible we pushed the Lightning to seven. Yeah, that was a. It was. I didn't. I don't remember. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that well. I all I was thinking about. Oh, the Rangers had to lose. I was rooting for the Rangers to lose. No disrespect, but I was. But. I. It was amazing. The Lightning. Yeah, it was. It was a great series. I wasn't gonna bet Rangers on that series. That was a great series between you and Tampa. Though that was a great series. That was you know, awesome. The series between us and Washington before was honestly even better. Oh, it was even, that game was overtime. Stefan's Game 7 goal. I remember that, too. It was like all the games were like decided by one goal. Yeah, it was awesome, though. I Because that was like peak Rangers, peak capital. Oh, it was so good. But if I could change the past, easily comes to mind Super Bowl Forty Nine. Easily. I would easily change that. True. I would easily change it. I would have two Super Bowl titles. Maybe. I'd have back-to-back titles. Because that's like the most perplexing play call I've ever seen. But how excited are you for Van NHL season, though? How are you? How excited are you for? I'm hyped. Oh, I can't wait. The division format. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's exciting. Our rivals, eight games. Oh. And then we get the Sabres in there, too. <laughs> we get the Sabres in there. Oh, it's so... And the Bruins, too. But Bruins. the Bru- oh. the Bruins are not going to be as good as last year, though. They're not going to be they as won't. good. They won't. They shouldn't be. This is the Isles division to lose. Let there be blood. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> all these teams are either at their peak or getting closer oh. to or in really good shape for a rebuild. And Barzy potentially could sign soon. He could sign. Well, last I saw, he's on a PTO or some shit. And then once Ladd and Boychuk go to long-term IR, uh, the, the whole format of the Isles is going to change. Their defense is still really good. And if Sorokin is as good as advertised, oh, 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 the Rangers are trying to pair D'Angelo with Truba. That's going to be interesting to see. That would be fun. Yeah, it's going to be like, I think the idea of his offense is going to counteract the Truba yeah. to focus on the defensive game. Yeah. I mean, I'm, more, I'm more hoping that Keandre Miller comes up. No, yeah. I'm the hoping so. Dog. Yeah, but Lafreniere has to pan out though. If he is as good as the people say he is, Rangers will be a playoff team. team. Rangers will be a playoff team because because you have might be with just younger guys taking the natural step forward, considering how their regular season was going towards the end. Yeah, I mean they were they were one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, they were one of the hottest teams in the league. Full season of Shesterkin, too. Oh, yeah. And Georgiev is the backup, too. Oh. Yeah. You finally have a good... Well. Yeah, they're, they're a good tandem. They're, I think they'll be a good tandem. But... Yeah, best since when we had Cam Talbot that year. Cam Talbot alone won you guys the President's Trophy. 
You do not win the Prestige yeah, Trophy without Cam Talbot. No, he stood on his head. Yeah. I think you're one of the only Ranger fans I've ever met that admits that Cam Talbot was the reason. No, because I, I loved that season, man. That was, so awesome. That, that was that so was awesome. That was so awesome. That was a story, too, seeing him come out and do that. And I think it also helped the, the defense he had, though, that year. Oh, yeah. That defense. Oh, so good. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope the Islanders offensively, because supposedly Simon Holstrom, their first round pick from last year, is going to make the team. Oliver Wallstrom potentially going to make the team. Their twenty, uh, their twenty eighteen draft first round pick. You got Noah Dobson, their their other first round pick from that year. He's going to make the team. Yeah. Um, Kiefer Bellows. I hope Bellows makes the team. That dude has got a shot. He's got a whale of a shot. Okay. Like, imagine Johnny Boychuk on offense. Wow, Ima- nice. Imagine Johnny Boychuk as a forward. Like, he has Boychuk's shot. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. The only thing with the Islanders' offense is the way Trotz plays. He seems content to just play suffocating defense on teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like of course. Like, I'm worried that's going to hurt the development of offensive players. But still, like, Kinda if like they have... Did with, like, Tortorella with the Rangers. But still, if they can score four or five goals a game and play defense the way they have played for the last two years, no one's going to beat them. No one's going to beat them. The team that scores four or five goals a game, no one's beating them. Yeah, no one's beating them. No one. I mean, offense. I mean, but still, if the Islanders can score three to four goals a game, I'm over, I'm over exaggerating. If they can score three to four goals a game consistently for a 56 game season, no one's beating them. No one. You'd have you'd have to play out of your mind in order to beat the Islanders if they play like that. Yeah, the only team that probably could would be Tampa in that scenario. Tampa, realistically, or Colorado. The Avs, the Avalanche could could cause some trouble. Vegas too, potentially. I mean, Vegas, Vegas, and Colorado probably in the wet. I keep thinking that we're in the Western Conference. I keep thinking it's the traditional division formats. And no, it's a whole different animal. It's a whole different ball game, my friend. Oh, I'm so pumped! Yes, it's gonna be. Hey, the Canadian division are gonna battle. <laughs> I'm pumped for the Canucks. I can't wait to see what the Canucks are gonna do. Well, the Canucks had have a lot of young talent that's gonna really step up. And Holpe on a two year deal. Brayden Holpe two years. I mean, the Oilers are gonna do. I I I hope the Oilers are gonna do well. I hope they're gonna do fine. I think they will. No, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, because I think their roster is better put together than it was a couple years ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah. Holland was made the right call. And Tippett and Dave Tippett's a damn good coach. Yeah, I think the real problem with Edmonton was Chiarelli. Yeah, yeah. Young could not. Thanks, Chiarelli, for those trades. Thank you, Peter Chiarelli, for those trades. I appreciate that. Oh, I doubt he's mostly benefit from them. <laughs> you, you trade Taylor Hall away for Adam Larkin. Yeah, it's still and they gave and they gave us and when Shirelli was the GM of the Bruins, he gave us Johnny Boychuk for a pack, for a package of peanuts. <laughs> Jordan Everly for Ryan. Griffin 
better. The Rangers have gave up Spooner, who ends up leaving the team, I think, two weeks later. Griffin Reinhardt for, Griffin Reinhardt for a first-round pick, which turned into <laughs> Matt Barzell. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's great. That, that puts Gar- put Garth Snow to shame. It does. Like Garth Snow Garth had a job. Garth Snow had a job with the Islanders because of Peter Shirelli. Unbelievable. I will never <laughs> let that go. Never say someone would do it worse. I'll never let that go. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Time to BS Podcast. Uh, be sure to check out our other shows at Unhinged Sports Network like the Air Raid Attack, J-Dash Morning Show, and much more. Check out our exclusive BS Sessions episodes uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for tuning in, guys. And we hope to see you all sometime in the next episode.